The legal views and content expressed on the following program are provided solely for informational and entertainment purposes. They do not constitute or contain legal advice. How's it going, everybody? Welcome to the show. You are listening to the Break the Business Podcast. I'm Ryan Carella, and it is a pleasure to have you here this week. I'm joined by my co-host, Dave. How's it going, Dave? There's changes that have happened. Yes, yes, there are changes. I think people, everyone in the country has noticed a big change here. Yeah, very significant changes this week. Yes. And I know what you're all thinking, and I'm, I've, I think, I'm thinking it too. What happened to this studio? <laughs> I walk in, and nothing is where it was. Those are the changes that the country is thinking about right now. What else happened? <laughs> Yes, the, the studio has been rearranged. Everything in the studio is now in a different side of the wall. Actually, wait a minute. Did we? No. Okay, I was going to say, did, we move, did you move the room 90 degrees to the left? But No, everything moved counterclockwise. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. no, because then this, okay. But here's the thing that, that actually annoys me the most about this yeah. rearrangement. Yeah. You also hung up very proudly all of your degrees and uh, licensing yeah. and such, and, and your wife's and all that. So now, but your back is to that. I am facing it. I am looking at your license in the state of California, the state of New York, state of Florida, your like uh, honors, whatever the hell it is, every single thing you have. And all, this, this huge Well, the wall. wife's awards are up there too, to be fair. Yeah, but I have to look at this. Oh, so that's, I'm the one. I have to be made made, made feel bad. So yeah, because my, my wife's PhD just came in, and so we we have finally gotten around to putting up all of our degrees and certificates and awards. I, I have my bachelor's degree; it's been sitting there for eight years, and I still haven't hung it up. But now it's all up on the wall, and you're mad because the way the studio is oriented, you have to look right at it for the whole show. Well, because I feel like you're trying to just like outnumber me because I have my bachelor's, I have my JD, I have my Florida license. You're like, I've got those three things too. Plus, New York and California, idiot. Well, did I not earn them? I, I, don't know. I, had, I had to study for those exams. Why Did shouldn't you? I be able to put those up? Did you? I don't know. I wasn't there. I don't know if any funny business happened. I wasn't there, Ryan. Taking your word for it, I'm not going to do that. And, and the State Bar of California and New York's word for it. Hacks. <laughs> oh, man. Um, is it weird that... See, here's how well I know you. Okay. Okay. Because as we were rearranging this and I saw where the podcast desks were oriented, as we were putting up the photos, I would be lying if I didn't tell you that a thought that crossed my mind was Dave's going to be looking at this all episode well, when we record and he's not going to be happy about it. That's how well I know you. I knew that this was going to be something that was going to be an issue for you. But it wasn't enough for you to stop. No, or no. Rethink God, it. God, no. Yeah. That, God, no. No. That, you, you knew what was happening and you're like, I'm cool with this. Yeah, no, I, I, I weighed the pros and the cons, you know, the, the pro of me not having to take all this down and put it back up again versus the con of it would mildly inconvenience you and the pro went out. Yeah, I, I was looking before at the Patrick Stewart poster. Now you get to look at the Patrick Stewart poster. I had to look at this. I do. Patrick looks magnificent. I feel like we should tweet out what both of us get to look at each episode now. Because you're made happy because you get to see Patrick Stewart and you're also, I think you're, you're also secretly made happy because I have to look at your wall of achievement. Oh, so you did see that we're calling it the Wall of Achievement now. Well, it's, it's up there in big letters. <laughs> Sparkly glitter. Yeah. Um, all right. So we got a lot to talk about. So you can feel free to, to be as upset as you want. I'm sure you can bring it up throughout the show, but uh, this train's got to move. So uh, mm -hmm. if you want to get in touch with... Look at you. You're so angry. Very. 
You can rate, review, and subscribe to the Break the Business podcast by doing so on iTunes and SoundCloud. And you know what? Not Stitcher. I hate Stitcher. No, you... you Stitcher's given us nothing. Yeah, you you have uh, parted ways with Stitcher. Stitcher has stitched the bed is what it has done. Oh, God. Boo. Boo. Yeah, I control no. the sound effects. No, yeah. that was not earned. I just that tip, was no. Tip, I just tipped the drummer. Nope. Um, you can also contact the podcast at breakthebusiness at gmail.com. You can email us uh, questions you want to ask us on the show, either in the independent music world or in the pop culture world. Anything you want us to talk about, any criticism, send it right to breakthebusiness at gmail.com. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryan K A I R. Where can they follow you on Twitter, Dave? At Metal Dave 85. There you go. Um, and, you know, we both need the followers because Dave's still trying to get to 100. Oh, shut up. Well, you don't have to keep on bringing you that know, up. I only want to, because I'm on your side, man. I want to get you there, okay? I, 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 you know, I don't need your charity, We're both bro. on the same page. And so if we keep bringing up your embarrassing amount of followers, your sad, very low amount of followers, your catastrophically low amount of followers, we can bring it up. We're on the same side, buddy. You know, that wall of achievement is going to have a meeting with what I like to call <laughs> the hammer of righteousness. <laughs> and I think the hammer is going to win. Is it just my hammer from the shed? It could be any hammer, Ryan. <laughs> it could be your face. Oh, that would be unfortunate. <laughs> um, but wait, I thought you were going after the wall of achievement. How come the, the face of Ryan is now in danger? <laughs> no, because your face is going to be smashed into the wall of achievement. <laughs> oh, very good. Yeah. Um, threatening you on air. A couple quick pieces of housekeeping before yep. we get into stuff. Uh, Digital Tour Bus is still having a promotion where you can win a free copy of Ariel Hyatt's book, Crowdstart, as well as my book, Break the Business, Declaring Your Independence and Achieving True Success in the Music Industry. Wow, I almost didn't, wasn't able to say that in one breath. Uh, they're both going to be signed. You go to digitaltourbus.com and check it out. Also, nice. um, for those of you who are in the Miami area, yes, um, I will be at the Miami Book Fair. Nice. Uh, Friday, November 18th. Um, you're probably gonna be working, right? But it's downtown. Yeah. Maybe if you want to take like a lunch break, you can come over and visit. Oh, what time are you? What time is it, you're in the writer's tent? Yeah, all day. All day. Yeah. Okay. I will be at the writers' row. You know where they put the less oh, accomplished authors. Oh wait, no, it's Friday. Yeah, I can't. Why? You're out I'm, of town. I'm going to New York City. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm loving the sport. Yeah. Um. Yes, I will be at writers' row where they keep the less accomplished writers. Um. And oh, so you you didn't get uh, an author event? That's right. Okay. No. Uh. James Carville, I am not. Well, wait, but you had you were at Books and Books. You can't like doesn't wait. Doesn't Books and Books put on the book fair? No, they're 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 one of the big sponsors. I think Mitch is. So you, you think you they should have put in a good word for me? Yeah, you should have been gotten to one of the main rooms with Mitch Album. <laughs> just 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 Tuesdays with Maury and Wednesdays with Ryan. I yeah, like that. Thursdays with Doris Kearns Goodwin. <laughs> All right, book jokes. <laughs> so that was a good book joke. Um. Right, so I'm going to be at the writer's room. I'm going to be sitting under a tent. Please come over and say hi to me so that I'm not just sitting there bored. I don't think I'm going to sell any books. It's going to be hot. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not happy about this. I'm not. Like, I have Why? Because I have to go because it's the book fair and I wrote a book, but like, I feel like I'm just going to be sitting under a tent and it's going to be hot and nobody's going to come visit me. So if you're listening right now and you're in the Miami area, please come to the Miami Book Fair on Friday and say hi to me so that I'm not sad and alone the whole time because my own co-host won't be there. I'm going out of town. And I'm pretty sure my wife is working. I mean, nobody's showing up for Ryan. Well, maybe uh, one of your brothers will stop by or something. Nah, they're they're too busy also. Well, one of my brothers works downtown. He better, like, make the... Like, one of them doesn't work downtown, but the other one does. Yeah, but so he's I'm, doing important stuff. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> 
<laughs> like, hey, Ryan, I, I really wanted to come see you at your author event at the Writer's Row, but uh, I didn't want to. Yeah. All right. So coming up in the next segment, I'm stoked for this, Dave. I know you are, too. Uh-huh. We got the Crickets coming nice. in. Um, this is a great folk with swamp folk band is what they call That's themselves. Swamp folk. Yes, yeah. From the Florida Panhandle. So a fellow Floridian band. We're excited to have them on. So here's the thing. We don't know how many crickets we're getting. I believe we're we're definitely slated to have Lauren Spring from the Crickets, uh-huh. but we don't know if other Crickets might show up, and it's still kind of touch and go, but we're definitely going to get at least a Cricket. We're going to get a Cricket, That's and there right. may be multiple Crickets. Uh-huh. Yeah. See, but now, here, here's the issue, though, is they might be pretty tired and hungover because just last night, uh-huh. they won the Independent Music Award for Folk Song of the Year. Nice. Yeah. All right. So we're, we're super stoked for them. And we are, I can only assume, their first interview since winning this award. They're going to come on the podcast, tell us all about yeah, it. The IMAs. Yeah, the IMAs. I'm going to congratulate them. See, See, that is a joke worthy of the rim shot, not your thing from before. What, stitch the bed? Yeah. I was, I was proud of that. No, well, you shouldn't be. <laughs> I mean, they were both puns. Yeah, yours is worse. All right. But anyway, they, they might be tired from celebrating. I hope they're hungover. This is their debut album. It went and, you know, won an IMA right out the gate. So we're pretty stoked to have them on the next segment. Um, but before we do that, yeah. um, just a, a quick bit, you know, got to do the entertainment law stuff, the indie artist stuff. And um, in addition to the room getting moved around this week yeah. and the studio completely changing, um, another significant fundamental change happened yeah. in this country of ours. Um, we have a... No, it also affects the world, but yeah. Yeah, and, <laughs> and the world too, yes. Um, yeah. the Donald Trump is the president-elect of the United States. Ow. Um, ow in, you know... Do we like? Do we have to do the media impartial false equivalence okay, thing, or can is, we just no? This like, is our podcast. Yeah. All right. Yeah. No. I mean, I didn't vote for him. You didn't I vote didn't for vote him. I didn't vote for him. No. Um. I don't want to speak for all the listeners, but I would imagine you know our listeners skew young, they skew artist. So I would say that probably the majority of them, if we if we straw polled our audience, they probably leaned away from Trump. Hmm. But so what I want to do with the uh, with this segment here is since. You know, it is going to happen. January 20th, uh, the, the, the orange menace uh, will be taking the levers of power. And, <laughs> and, you know, in between all of the many think pieces you're going to read and all the stuff about the election and the electoral college and blah, 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 blah. Um, I don't think there's a lot of voices out there talking about how Donald Trump's policies because mm-hmm. we haven't even gotten to the policies. We're still, I think we're still kind of in the shock phase of him winning. Yeah. That nobody's, you know, we haven't talked a lot about policies. And what I want to talk about on this show is some of how some of his policies might affect the indie artists who listen right. to the show that we fight for. Exactly. Um, and so, you know, putting aside our own feelings, whether you're happy he won or you're not happy he won, the point is he won. And, you know, let's, so let's see how those policies can affect. And there's two areas that I think um, can come up. Uh, the first... We'll call it a bad news, good news thing. Mm-hmm. So bad news is, um, you know, many of our indie artist listeners, Dave, um, they are business people. They're sole proprietors. They have LLCs. They're, they don't work for anybody. And so right. they they're are not doing the nine to five grind. They're out there grinding for themselves. That's right. So they are, you know, many of the artists listening out here are in charge of getting their own benefits, right. including their own health insurance. 
And many of the folks listening, you, you guys are freelancers. And so you have been one of the beneficiaries of the Affordable Care Act. You know, this is a mm-hmm. law that uh, provide, you know, many of the listeners, you know, you know, lower income uh, don't have a job to give them health insurance. And so they have defended, depended heavily on the subsidies and the a guaranteed issue with community rating for people who have a pre-existing condition, you know, Affordable Care Act says if you have a pre-existing condition, not only can insurers not discriminate against you and say we're not giving you coverage, but they also have to give you community rating, which means they can't say, okay, we'll give you insurance, but it'll cost you $10 million because you have a you know, brain tumor or something right. like that. And so that's a big part of Affordable Care Act. And so um, a lot of the listeners out there might be wondering what's going to happen to my insurance. And... That is a legitimate concern, and here's why. Because you could always say, oh, oh, he can't repeal Obamacare because you know, he doesn't have 60 votes in the Senate. There's still filibustering that can happen. The problem with Obamacare is that the budgetary elements of Obamacare, which would in theory include subsidies to keep Obamacare affordable for the artists listening out there, those are budgetary matters, which means they can be gotten rid of in the Senate with budget reconciliation, which only requires a simple majority, mm-hmm. you know, 50 vote, 51 votes. And so they can, you know, they can't, they, they probably can't get rid of the provisions about discriminating based on pre-existing conditions. You need 60 votes for that. And I think the Republicans don't want to get rid of that anyway. Um, but the subsidies are very much in danger and can be getting rid of with, uh, with budget reconciliation. Now, to be fair, uh, the president-elect has softened a bit on the Affordable Care Act in the last few days, I guess. Like, he, he sort of said, like, I see you over there, like, I don't know. Because, yeah, I don't know either. Like, I don't think he's really thought about what he's doing. Yeah. <laughs> but I think we could have said that since uh, over a year ago. But, yeah. Yeah. But the optimist in me believes that, you know— He's not going to want to give 20, you know, knock 20 million people off their health insurance with the stroke of a pen. That if there is going to be a revised Obamacare or a repealed Obamacare or an amended Obamacare, it has to be done in such a way that there's some kind of bridge or stopgap for the people who have coverage to allow them to keep their coverage at an affordable rate. I mean, that's my hope. But again, it's very uncertain future. So that's something that artists need to watch out for. Now, let's get to good news land mm-hmm. because... Uh, you know, not a lot of good news for uh, people who did not support Mr. Trump, mm-hmm. but this is kind of an interesting thing for artists. So one of the platform, one of the pieces of the president-elect's tax platform is massive tax cuts. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you're talking about reducing seven income brackets to three, and you know, it, you know, with progressive taxes, it gets kind of confusing. But here's what matters. Wait, to his artists. really his plan is seven to three. That's right. Wow. Yeah. That's uh, okay. Um, Continue. But but let's put all the tax bracket stuff aside, because most of the artists listening out there right now, if Donald Trump gets his way, there is no tax bracket for you. It's just one tax rate. And here's why. Mm -hmm. Donald Trump has said that he wants to change the tax code so that all business taxes, taxes earned through a business, Mm -hmm. would be taxed at 15%. That is a really low tax rate. When you think about... You know, the average tax rate for an American, you're talking about something about 25, 28%, mm-hmm. something in that, yeah. you know, even as high as 40% if you are, you know, particularly affluent. But now he wants, you know, I mean, again, you know, trying to parse the, read the tea leaves on his platform that's not very clear. Mm-hmm. He's saying that all business taxes, 15%. That means 
most of the indie artists out there. They're running their careers through LLCs, right. uh, partnerships, or even just a sole proprietorship, a DBA, if you don't even have an LLC yet. Those are all yeah. businesses. Yeah, I think even you have instructed people on how to create those, right? In That's right, yeah. and all the more reason to want to create one of these. Yeah. But even if you don't have one, in theory, if you have an accountant... That accountant, you know, you, you'll want to tell that accountant that, you know, everything you do in your music career is at least a sole proprietorship that doesn't have, you know, even if, if you haven't formally created the LLC and that should be considered a separate business. And so if Trump gets his way, and again, the tax laws have to be amended, all the income you make as an artist could be taxed at 15%, much, much lower than what many of our listeners are paying now. So that, you know, for freelancers, that can be quite a boon. Mm -hmm. Now, there are some caveats to that. One is it has to get through Congress, um, and there is some questions as to whether or not a law like that could ever get through Congress, because if it is allowed to come into effect, and I wrote about this a little bit on my personal Facebook profile, mm -hmm. it would seem to have the effect of completely like emptying our country's coffers. If everybody's paying 15%, because now what's going to yeah. start happening is everybody's going to go to their employer and say, don't pay me as an employer, pay me as an independent contractor— so I can have my own business and be taxed at 15%. Right. But I think then you and I were discussing that helps out, obviously, the artists, people who can actually show it, but also helps out people like you and me, professionals. Yeah, white-collar professionals who can, who can actually, convince the IRS that we are independent contractors. Yeah, but if you're in a cubicle working for a company, you can't really say you're an independent contractor. Yeah. You are an employee. And if you're working for a factory, you're an employee. Well, yeah, that, that's the most ironic thing about it is that that tax plan, that 15% thing, really helps white-collar professionals. It helps freelancers. But what it doesn't help are the blue-collar factory workers that Donald Trump made the centerpiece of his campaign. Like Those people are still going to get taxed at ordinary income rates because they're never going to be able to convince the Department of Labor that what they do is the work of an independent contractor. Right. So um, it's entirely possible, though, but let, you know, we have to keep an eye on this because it's entirely possible that because of what we just described and how it could significantly bankrupt the government, mm -hmm. you know, that 15% might have to become higher. Maybe it has to be 20 or 25%. But depending on what the number shakes out to be, it could be significant tax savings yeah. for freelance independent artists. So that's something to watch out for. Now, here's the thing, though. Right. In reality, the best we can do is sort of just give you an incomplete picture of how the Trump presidency affects you. Because, I mean, I, I completely realize that I'm a white male. You're a white male. Yep. And so we don't purport to tell you you know, many of our listeners who are women, who are members of minority group or members of the LGBT community, like this is affecting you in ways that we can't possibly fathom. Like we're not happy about Trump winning. Oh no. But it's, it's a borrowed pain. Mm -hmm. Like it's not something we're experiencing firsthand. And I mean, I was driving downtown uh, a couple nights, you know, Friday night. And I, cause, uh, and I, we just saw this massive, the massive protest. Like they had to shut down a good chunk of I-95 because people were taken to the streets. When did you go to down? Why were you there? Friday night? Yeah. Um, we were, I was actually, we were taking the dog. We wanted to take the dog to Bayfront Park. Oh. And walk her around Bay Bayfront Park. You decided to take the dog to Bayfront Park during a, a protest rally? I didn't know the protest rally was going on until... Also, why didn't you call me? I work across the street. You were there at like 9 o'clock at night? Oh, no. Yeah, we were there at night. Like Wait, when the protest what? was happening. Why would you go to Bayfront Park at 9 o'clock at night? Who was want to take the dog for a nighttime walk? Why? There's a new president. 
All right, there's massive changes in the country. This is what you want to talk about? I'll take the dog around to walk here. Why would you go to Bayfront Park? That seems odd. Because we want to walk the dog by the water, man. You know, taking the dog out, exploring the world. It gets kind of dark out there. Not many lights sometimes. You know, muggers. That seems odd. That's weird. That's what you want to talk about? Yeah, I we're, think that's we're, what we're we... trying to have an important policy discussion with our artist listeners out there about how a change in power could affect their wallets as well as their rights. And you just want to talk about why I would walk my dog late at night. Yeah. At Bayfront Park. At Bayfront Park. You had to get in the car and drive like 10 miles. And it took a long time because of those protests. Yeah. Not smart, buddy. That was nice. We were honking our horn and support. It was good. Yeah, cool. Anyway. <laughs> so. <laughs> I think the message is, folks, pay attention. Yes. I, yeah. I, 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 we had hoped everyone was paying attention before. The numbers that said who people have stayed home clearly showed, oh, not everyone pays attention. Mm. But uh, pay attention now because it could, I mean, it will affect you. It could affect you in a good way. It could affect you in a bad way. But it's up to you to pay attention. Yeah, and be part of the process. Be active. And, and hey, maybe use this as a creative boon. Oh, God. Can you imagine the, uh, the protest songs that are going to be emerging from this? I mean, you know, hey, man, the 60s were great. Actually, you know what's funny? Next, not this week. Next week, I'm seeing Bob Dylan in Fort Lauderdale. Oh yeah, that's be interesting to see what he if he what? says anything or what's going to happen. You know, when he wrote the times are changing, I'm pretty sure <laughs> he did. I don't know. Um, anyway, but yeah, pay attention, folks. And hey, maybe write some really good songs. All right, the crickets up next on the Break the Business podcast. Ryan here from the podcast. Shameless plug time. My new book, Break the Business: Declaring Your Independence and Achieving True Success in the Music Industry, is now available in paperback and an ebook. The book talks about how you can be your own boss in your music career and take control of your content creation, promotion, distribution, and fundraising. Get your copy on Amazon by searching Break the Business. It's a nice read for musicians and the people who love them. That's Break the Business, Declaring Your Independence and Achieving True Success in the Music Industry. Thanks very much for your support. Welcome back to the Break the Business Podcast. Our guest this week recently released their debut album, Spanish Moss Sirens, which includes the song Cool Cool Water, which just yesterday won Folk Song of the Year at the 15th Annual Independent Music Awards. You can find out more about them by visiting thecrickets.com. That's crickets with a K. Ladies and gentlemen, Lauren Spring, Melissa Bowman, Emily Stuckey, and Katrina Cobb, the Crickets, are on the Break the Business Podcast. How are you, ladies? We're so happy. How are you guys? Oh, uh, we're doing great. We're happy to hear from you. We are very happy to have you guys. An award-winning band. Award-winning band, the yes. Crickets. By the way, that's how you have to introduce yourselves and have others introduce you now going forward. I didn't know if you knew that. But this you're now award-winning band, the Crickets. When we woke up this morning, Lauren said, good morning, winners. <laughs> oh. All right. You got to be honest with us. All right. This is the night after a big award win. Uh, scale of one to ten, how hungover is the band right now? Hung over, well, drunk, drunk. <laughs> or just or, or still drunk. That oh could, yeah, still concurrently drinking. Yes, yeah. that's that's the best way to kick a hangover, Dave. Is just never stop being drunk. That's right. It, public service announcement. Yeah, we here down in Miami know about that too. <laughs> well, it, it's a thrill. Um, how cool is it for you guys? What must what does this feel like right now to be award winner winners on your first album? What's give us give us how you're feeling right now. Oh gosh. Um, well, it's like a dream come true. It's everything we've dreamed. Um, 
So it feels it feels pretty fantastic. No, oh, we're okay. kind of all on cloud nine right now. Um, it's still kind of sinking in. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, so well, actually, so do they give you one award for the band? Are there four awards? That's I mean, a good question. Are you guys going to have to like have a time sharing program with the award? So the last award that we won, like they give us a trophy, but you can order more trophies. Oh. So, so we ordered more so we can all have a trophy. So but, how did the award process work? How did you find out you were nominated? Like, what did you have to do once you were nominated? Was there like a, was there like a press junket for your consideration campaign? That's a lot. No. no. <laughs> no, you just like just one day you woke up, you were nominated, and then you won, and that was it. Well, no, we we found out we were nominated. Um, through, well, through yeah, emails. the the um, you know, there's the there's a website uh, that submits indie artists' music to different venues and different musical songwriting contests and all that kind of thing called Sonic Bids. I'm sure, y'all are familiar with Sonic Bids, but of but, course. But they they had the independent music awards as you know they it kept popping up in my um, little advertisement space whenever I checked my email I was like fine so I went ahead and submitted because you know I don't I don't want to feel like I'm not giving the band an opportunity to be recognized if if there's one out there for independent music so really you're taking all the credit for this that's what I'm hearing every bit of it <laughs> <laughs> I also. I Except love- for the fact that I didn't write the song, <laughs> nor nor, um, nor did I sing it uh, like Emily. Can. But she did. But but we all made it come to life. Like it wouldn't be what it is without without the without Lauren, without the queen of the crickets. Yes. <laughs> really, really, you know, like for, it's too confusing for the band to have everybody submitting to you know to these different things or, or work, work contacting the different podcasts yeah. or working with the radio stations is so confusing oh, no. and we don't want to we don't want to accidentally contact someone twice or miss somebody so we've kind of i kind of handle some of that stuff but the truth is the the um once we once we've submitted to all these things this was months ago i mean this was way back like right after the album release in may that um, I went ahead and just submitted to whatever looked like uh, a good idea uh, months ago. And now a lot of them are finally starting to come into um, the award shows are happening and the, the awards are being handed out. So it's been, it's been ridiculous because just a couple of weeks ago, we, um, we found out we won Folk Artist of the Year with the IMEAs, which is the International Music and Entertainers Association, which also recognizes independent music. Outstanding. And, but we were the jerks who didn't show to collect the award. We didn't oh. even show. <laughs> oh, you big timed them? We you big timed them? Man. We, we, were, we had gigs and we were playing all day that day at an Oktoberfest. And, and our PR agent, Ariel, told us in no uncertain terms, like, uh, you don't miss the next one. If y'all win, you need to be there. And you need a press picture at the step and repeat. And you need, you need to be, have some kind of, you know, presence at these things that are recognizing your music. So, um, I loved the comment that somebody, um, posted when we, on Facebook, when we posted that award, it said, they called your names, but all we heard were crickets. Oh! oh. <laughs> Damn! I, I see what they did there, Ryan. <laughs> that was funny. That was funny. <laughs> <laughs> Just putting two together. Oh. But, 
Yeah, we so we decided we really need to be here for this one. And Emily, I mean, we we were nominated in three categories: yeah. one for all uh, alternative country, best alternative country album; one for best concept album, and then also the one that we did end up winning, which was uh, folk slash singer songwriter song of the year. And um, for cool, cool water, which we're just so proud because Emily, Emily, that song is beautiful and it's. Um, it deserves it. It deserves to be recognized. We're proud of her song. I'm pretty proud too. But but a lot of it too is like Lauren has a sixth sense for like what to enter and kind of like what not to enter. And she listens to a lot of podcasts. Um, and that's really helped us like pretty much in a, ma- in a major, major way. If she hadn't, hadn't have done that for as long as she has, we probably, I mean, we probably wouldn't have, you know, none of this would have happened. Okay, so, They're trying to tell you I'm a geek, and it's real. Yeah. All right, so on the business card, we're going to have Lauren, Queen of the Crickets Spring. Got That's that. Right, we'll have yeah. that all set, set up. <laughs> Do you need us to spell it? Queen is... <laughs> yeah, with, with the K, yeah. Uh, <laughs> by the way, Ryan, I'm not sure yeah. if, you, if, you, if you were noticing and paying attention... We originally thought, okay, they won this award. Within this interview, we've learned they've won an award beforehand and have just won another award, too, the IMEAs. Yeah. this They're just stacking up as we're like, going. They've actually won two more awards during this interview. Pretty soon, you know. a Grammy is going to be coming down the pike in a Juno, too, just for good measure. A Juno. Yeah. <laughs> well, the, can- the Canadians won. love their swamp folk. Let's say winners. We have permanent sashes on. <laughs> We got tattoos in our butts. (laughs) (laughs) We don't even need to be here, Dave. We should just let them talk for about 20 minutes and call that an interview. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I I would be remiss in in, uh, in not taking advantage of having you guys here and giving, having you give some advice to some of the listeners out there. Uh, you guys work in a band. You seem to get along really well together. Perhaps that's mimosa fueled, but, um, do you have any tips out there for the artists who, uh, are listening, who are in bands to, to, to work effectively in a band? Um, you know, to, how do you get over challenges as a band member, as band members, how do you work well together? You're Mo- pointing at me to take this one. Okay. Mimosas. Got it. I'll never forgive you for that. (laughs) (laughs) I hate you. Well, it's interesting that we're four women, four very attractive women, since you can't see us. (laughs) 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 But, uh, (laughs) um, so you would think that it would constantly be cat fights all the time and it would be super diva-ish. We're saying nothing. I, I mean, we're just letting you know, we have two GQ Men of the Year over here. We just take our name out of consideration just to let the other guys feel good. <laughs> okay. yeah. So, well, <laughs> actually, we, we all got into a fight yesterday before we left. Really? Yeah. It was all Emily. Uh, <laughs> Of course yeah. it was. Emily's such a troublemaker. It was all me, actually. I was the instigator. She's sleep deprived because she has a four-month-old child. And we all, I mean, you, you just have to give her a break when you're overtired. I mean, fatigue is used as a torture device in wartime. Like, we, we get it. And we're just, we just have to roll with it sometimes. <laughs> no, I, I titty babied out. Uh, <laughs> actually, on, on stage. Uh at the end of our show and then and then cried about it. Oh. <laughs> Which I don't do. 
I'm not a crier. She's not <laughs> ever. But, but so so the answer to your question is we don't really know how to get along. <laughs> If you if you shove all of your emotions deep down inside, <laughs> that helps a lot. If you just never talk about things. Okay. For for That's advice true. for for musicians who are, you know, you're in a band. They're four very creative people with very different ideas. And thank God for them all. Everybody's got their own strengths and their own weaknesses. But I think I think the the glue that holds it all together is just, it's an, if we didn't love the music, like we love making the music, the music is so special and it's so it's, and this is cheesy, but it's so joy filled when we're doing that, that, you know, you, you get to the nitpicky stuff or this, the stuff that's annoying or the stuff that, that pisses everybody off. And it's, is the truth is it's like, it is, it pales in comparison to the high you get when you're playing. So to me, no, knowing that the music is based, we we do love each other. Bottom line, we love each other. People are gonna show their ass sometimes, but you know it's about it's about sticking around and forgiving and and working past it. Knowing the music is the most important thing right. at all times. Um, and we love each other, and we do love each other. So, so it's a family kind of. God, yeah. it really. If is. you if you love someone, they're going to hurt you, and you <laughs> get past it. There yeah. you go. It's funny you mentioned like the joy of it all because I I'll tell you I bought your album last night on iTunes after like hearing it on some of the samples on your website I'm like okay I got to have this and mm-hmm. I when I was listening to the whole album I thought this is this was really making me happy like I don't know why but it was just Aww. very light and just and this funny, I'm a heavy metal guy that's my bread and butter that's my genre of choice the faster and harder the better but man oh man your stuff was just I, I don't know. It was just soothing and beautiful and nice. And like you said, I, you can tell that the creative process behind it must be, you know, have that emotions going in, has that love, has that joy, has that happiness. Because as the listener, that's what I was experiencing. Well, speaking of that recording process, so you recorded Spanish Moss Sirens at Sundrop Studios in uh, Alabama, an iconic studio. So this was a a significant undertaking. You, you know, you must have put a lot of resources into this. Uh, and, you know, when you're in an environment like that, you got to do a lot of things right to make sure that the product on the other end is solid. Uh, can you give any tips on ensuring that an artist can have a strong and effective recording process and experience when working in a major studio? Well, what? Well, it was it was our first time to record in a studio, so we really didn't know what to expect. So we, we Googled, like, what do you do when you go to a recording studio? <laughs> Might as well. That makes sense. Okay. Um, and so we 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 just really had no idea what to expect. So, but we we wanted to make sure that we had as much of it done and ready beforehand, so that um, the producers could make a really good product, super good, instead of it just being like an idea and okay, and then the final product ends up being good. You know what I mean? You, you wanted it to be. You wanted them to give them something pretty concrete to work with. Well, and that, that makes sense. Studio time is expensive. You want to make sure that you got everything put together and not use the studio as essentially a rehearsal room. Yeah. Yeah, and this producer, I mean, he was leaving to go to. I don't remember where he was going. I feel like he was on his way to Japan or something. He's in the Alabama Shakes. He's the keyboardist for the Alabama Shakes. So he did, it's, he only takes on two projects a year, if that. 
And we knew we only had him for max eight to 10 days and that was it. So we either had to get ourselves together and have, you know, when we, when we came to him, we had really strong ideas. We practiced and practiced and practiced the songs and, um, Really hated them almost. Yeah, almost hated them. And th- but but then you know you at least you have somewhere very concrete. You have a very concrete line to start at. And then he he was really cool because he did not. He was very adamant about us keeping our sound. He did not want us to lose. You know, none of us are session musicians. He didn't, but he loved that part of it. He was like, no, I love that it's an an earthy, organic sound, a.k.a. you make a lot of mistakes, but it's kind of charming, you know, because you're just, your girls playing your own instruments. And, um, And he wanted us to keep the thing we have when we sing and play live together. So a lot of that stuff was recorded live. Um, and it was, it was wonderful. He, he just knew what he was doing. He knew when to make us push and he knew when, when it was time to call it a day. And he, he's good enough because he worked for Rick Hall over at Fame Studios in Muscle Shoals, which is one of the most famous recording studios in the world, putting out all that awesome soul music from that area. He worked for Rick Hall for 10 years. So he, he's not just a guy doing this as a side hustle. This was, he's an unbelievable producer. And, um, and I just, he's produced a lot of stuff, but I'd never heard his name before I started researching it. Um, but he just, he ended up being such a gift. Ben Tanner is his name. He was awesome. We had eight to 10 days in yeah. the studio and people said to us like, oh, wow, that's a long time to record an album. But honestly, I felt like we could have recorded a lot longer and still like had more to do. Yeah. So being as prepared as possible is... So important because there's there's so much to do and it and to make it perfect you do want to spend a lot of time on it. Well, now you now you got me kind of excited because now I want to clue the listeners in on the fruits of your musical labor and I want them to see uh, I want them to experience I should say here uh, what can come out of a great you know great uh, studio experience from a great band. So with your uh, okay, we would love to play uh, cool cool water which just won the IMA for Folk Song of the Year. And uh, we're going to play that right now for everybody, uh, right here on the Break the Business Podcast. Awesome. Thank you. Yay. Sitting on the banks of the Magnolia River Trying to figure out which way I should go I get head upstream To the cool, cool springs Find the bottom of the bottom is cold Heave a head downstream On this winding river I'll eventually end up in Warm weeks bay Who's to say which way Decisions mine at the end of the day.
That was Cool Cool Water off of the Crickets' debut album, Spanish Ma Sirens, here on the Break the Business podcast. Thank oh, that's you. such a beautiful song, dude. Right? I love that song. I want to play the whole album. <laughs> I don't think we can, <laughs> I, but I would want to. Yeah. Um, thank you guys so much for letting us play that. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Thank you. Oh, thank so. Um, glad you got to hear it. Oh, it, it is our, uh, you know, I'll... I'm going to, I'm going to reveal something about Dave here. So we've had lots of artists on this show and, you know, Dave has never outwardly said that he's disliked a group, but I've, you know, it, but only a few of the artists he's really enjoyed, but this is a band that Dave loves. You're, you're a crickets fan now. I am. I'm now a fan. I got to join the fan club. You, you got Dave's seal of approval. That means something almost as much as the IMA, I would say perhaps (laughs) more. It's monumental. It's monumental. <laughs> oh, thank you. Um, well, this has been a treat. Before we let you go, one last question that we we ask all the guests we have on the show. Uh, do you have any last tips that you can share with the artist listeners out there to help them move their careers forward? I'll give you one that I think helped us a lot. Um, when we, okay, so we're just like any any normal indie musician band from a small place. When we decided that that an album was even something we thought may occur. We did do a Kickstarter campaign for that, um, you know, for that cause. But we also, we put out a couple videos on Facebook as feelers to just see how people reacted. And that was, that was very helpful because it showed us, you know, the response people would give to the music when it was seen played live, which was really cool. But one, one thing we did that I think just really 
guided the success of that Kickstarter that gave us the resource to make the album um, and also gave us a real uh, thing to play for. It was a really beautiful cause to play for was we attached a charity to the Kickstarter and to the album. There's a there's a fund called the Cricket Fund that we support, and it, it provides mammograms and medical screenings to women in rural Florida that don't have insurance. Um, and it's named after a girl. We're named for a girl named Cricket Russell who passed away at 22 from uh, breast cancer. But because of because that charity was attached to it, it had such a um, I, it's like a meaningful backing. People really got behind the cause, and I think I would say to anyone out there who would really venture to go do a Kickstarter or pledge music or whatever, if they have something they really believe in, um, to attach the cause to what they're doing. Because the end result of this is that we give a dollar for every album sold to that fund. Um, And that, to me, I don't know, it helps us give back and it's just good karma. You're putting good stuff out into the world. But I would say that's a, that's a tip I would, I would give I would give someone new if they were if they were thinking about recording an album as an indie musician that it it just puts a whole new group of people in your court that you wouldn't have. Had. Wow, you you all are the right kind of people. Uh, and actually, do you want do you what's the name or do you have the information for that foundation again? If people want to check it out, absolutely, you can find it. Um, it's called the Cricket Fund and Beyond, and it supports all kinds of screenings for women in Florida. But uh, the Sacred Heart. Uh, Sacred Heart Hospital in Florida, in uh, the Panhandle of, Panhandle of Florida, there's several different branches of that hospital. But you can find any of the information on the Cricket Fund on their website. But um, but please, yeah, I mean, please check it out if it's a cause that means something to you. But um, but it it just to me, I think that 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 was a major, it was a game changer for us, um, and I'm I'm glad we did it. Oh, for sure. Lauren, Melissa, Emily, Katrina, thank you all so much for your time. Get right back to that celebration in New York City. Congratulations on your success. Oh, thank you, guys. Yeah, yeah, congratulations. Thank you so much for joining us, guys. Appreciate it. We'll be right back on the Break the Business podcast. Friend of the show, John Ratzenberger here with Ryan Carella, author of Break the Business, declaring your independence and achieving true success in the music industry, available on Amazon.com. Ryan, tell the folks a little about the book. Well, the book's about empowering Well, artists. that's fascinating, Ryan, but it's only a 15-second commercial. Thanks. Welcome back, everybody. Our thanks to the IMA award-winning band, The Crickets, for joining us in the previous segment. Get a copy of their album, Spanish Moss Sirens, it is available now. It is tremendous. We love it. And it is always nice to see a Florida band kicking yeah. some ass. Woo! Get, get that album. It is really, really good. Like I said, I bought it last night, and I really, really enjoy it, man. It's just nice folk and bluegrass and everything, and it works. It's just, well, oh, it's so nice. To get your seal of approval on a group we've had on, because, I mean, you, you, you've never, like, said I dislike any artist we've brought on this show, but... I mean, yeah, I, mean, I have my really, musical taste. Yeah. Right, but you really like this band. I you re- are a Crickets I, fan. I really, really like... Actually, because I'm thinking, I think the last folk band music album I got... That was weird English. Um, <laughs> <laughs> was... Oh, God. What was... Remember that uh, project Yo-Yo Ma did like 10 years ago? Was it with like the goat? Tom Petty and... No, something like Goats or whatever. I should have... Why didn't I look this up? Why didn't I look this up before, Ryan? Was that one of these things where I have to now like give you 15 seconds so I have to just talk for a while? 
Yeah, no, the crickets yeah. were great. And I'm just going to stall while David looks up the name of this album. Um, so just as a reminder, folks, we got the don't forget about the digital tour bus contest. You can win a free copy of my book and Ariel Hyatt's book, Crowd Start. Ah, that's right. There it is. All right. The Goat Rodeo Sessions. And it had Yo-Yo Ma, Stuart Duncan, Edgar Meyer, and Chris Thiel. So you're a big fan of that. I'm glad we really waited for that. That was a big payoff. It came out like in two- 2011? But, I thought it was earlier. <laughs> but no, you should, Crickets, The Crickets, if you're listening out there, you should be pretty happy that Dave likes your album. That is, that he is a hard man to please when it comes to the music. The Dave seal of approval. We should have him stamped on all physical LPs. It should. Like, you know, in trademark law, we have something called a certification mark, yeah. which is like, it's an organization that will create a special mark that you are allowed to use if you meet certain criteria. Like, for example, you ever see like on cheese, like cheese that has real dairy, it has like the little real mark on it. Yes, that's, right. That's a certification mark. That means that that company is saying that you have real cheese. We should create a Dave Seal approval certification mark, <laughs> which is just like a picture of your head smiling with two thumbs, thumbs up. up. Yeah. And the cricket should be able to put that on the back of their album. And also it comes with a real cheese, too. And it comes with a, it has a big pack yeah. of real cheese. Um, yes. This anyway, is, this, okay. anyway, this has been a crazy week, a week of tumultuousness, a week of change. And really, I think, Dave... The people need something familiar, something they know and love that they can grab onto. And so without further ado. Hey. Hey, buddy. How's it going, eh? It is good to it's, see you, uh, Canada Dave. It, it, oh, we're doing this again, pal? Canada Dave. Yeah. Canada Dave. Sorry. Come on. You, you stabbed me in the heart last time, you know, because you didn't know my name, even though we're, we're, we're best buds and we have been for... Maybe only a year, actually. That's now true. That I think yeah, about yeah, it, my, I haven't known you that long. My first appearance, I think, was actually in this year, 2016. Oh, yes, that was my first trip down south. Eh? Our favorite Canadian friend, Canna Dave, yeah, is here. Um, yeah. So, buddy, and I, because you know, I was crashing on your couch because I got to crash on your couch, right? Yeah, got to crash on your couch, right? I, 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 folks, you got to go back and listen because Ryan wants you to just crash on couches. Okay, now don't crash your car into a couch. Well, actually, wait a minute. Right? Should they crash their cars into couches? Will no, that like no. give them the ability to like have platinum-selling albums and everything like I, that, and be Kanye? I would not recommend that. And I feel like you are distorting the advice I gave, which is you know when you're traveling as an artist, it's good to save money. So if you have fans out there in different cities, you know try to build relationships with those fans so that maybe you can crash on their couch. I'm not saying they should. You should do that all the time in every situation, as as you have seemed to do, Canada Dave. Yeah. Anyway, and I, I I took that advice to heart because right, you know, I let someone stay in the cabin yeah. the other day, and he's an artist, right? And I think he's gonna go places. He's like this new Canadian hip hop artist guy. He's called Kanye. <laughs> Kanye. Kanye. Yeah. yeah. So Kanye. Uh. Yeah. He was on there, but um. You know, he he, the wolves. <laughs> the wolves the wolves uh, I, I had i had really high hopes for his stuff buddy but uh, it's gonna be hard to play guitar and music without you know all limbs well um but hey we got the national health service up there so hopefully they're gonna do some real good things for kanye that's uh, right eh? anyway we're happy to have our, our, yeah, our canadian yeah. friend here now, now buddy it's, it's really interesting because i've been reading the news all right yeah. and uh, I, i've been really i've been really surfing woeful like left and right <laughs> you know and um it seems like lots of people are talking about maybe coming up my way. Eh? Yes, uh, there are a lot of people, uh, both celebrities and regular folk, who are strongly considering moving to your home country. Yeah, in th- light of recent events. Yeah, apparently, actually, the the, the Canadian immigration webpage just uh, crashed and everything. And um, folks, you know, it, it 
people don't realize, actually, we used to have the Canadian immigration page was just a, a nice picture. I said, hey, come on over, guy. And, um, <laughs> but, uh, buddy, I thought I'd do you a solid, eh? Yeah. Because, you know, you're, you're my guy, right? You're like my best friend in the whole wide world and everything. Oh, I appreciate that, Canada, Dave. You're so friendly. Thank you. Ah, thank you. Oh, buddy, Ryan. Ah, oh, God. Wait, hey, I said buddy, Ryan. You did. <laughs> that's that's the name of a coach, Ryan. That's true. Yeah. Hey, well, I didn't know you followed American football. That's great. <laughs> Well, sometimes with the Canadian football season is is, is lapsing and everything. Oh yeah, maybe the Argonauts aren't so good this year. So yeah, yeah, you know, or any of the other teams. Um, <laughs> but you can name a bunch of other Canadian football oh, teams, right? I, I don't need to bore them, buddy. This is not. That's not why I'm here. Anyway, <laughs> that's right. Cam Wake when the Dolphins used to play. That's right. He up used there. to be, uh, be an Argonaut. Yeah, or, or again, one of them. Who knows. <laughs> That's not for me to decide. That's for Wikipedia. Or, or Wolfel. Anyway, buddy, I thought yeah. I'd do you a solid because I got a buddy, right? Um, my, my, my buddy guy. Um, ah, that's another. <laughs> buddy guy, yeah. And he actually works for Canadian Immigration. He was nice enough to give me the uh, the, the, the test, right, that uh, immigrants have to take if they want to, like, get into Canada. Oh, this is important. A lot of Americans are going to want to know about this test. This is, yeah, yeah, buddy. So I thought I'd give you the questions. Okay. To see if you are eligible to move to Canada. Now, Norm, I think part of the score also is like, hey, man, do you got a guy to like voucher and everything and say like, oh, is, is he is he Labatt's worthy, man? Do you, do, do you just want to like sit down and have a Labatt's and fry up some back bacon and things like that? <laughs> you know, that's that, that's 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 a, that's heavily weighted because if you're like, no, and if oh, go and Ryan, oh, buddy. Yeah. Guess what's on that on the top of that form? What's on the top of that form? Is this guy a hoser? Oh, because you don't want any hosers coming into you your country. You don't want any hosers, Ryan. You don't want any God hosers. Damn. And if that box has checked, oh buddy, you there's I, I don't think Ryan. I don't think in the history of all of Canada they have ever let a hoser in. I mean, have people actually like? Because the, the the first question is, are you a hoser? You're telling me people have actually checked that box? Yes. Because that seems like a pretty dumb thing to do. I mean, even if you well, are a hoser, well, like you'd want to lie about well, it. Well, Ryan, that's what makes him a hoser. <laughs> oh, that's true. A hoser would do that. Such a hoser. Okay, so you, you actually have like the Canada... Yeah, right. I've got the official stamped with the Canadian government seal. This is real. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Questions for Ryan to see... If he can be, if he can, he can move to Canada. And okay. folks, you too. There, let's see. So we know, like, like I'm, all the listeners, like, take notes on this because okay, right. If, if you want to go to Canada now, all right, Ryan. Now we all know that Justin Trudeau is the current Prime Minister of Canada, right? That's right. Yeah, the, okay. the handsome guy. Oh, he's oh god, right? The blues that come out of his eyes. <laughs> he's he is sickeningly handsome. Yes. I mean, Bob Ross with his thalo blue, Ryan would like just <laughs> like. <laughs> He'd go insane with yeah. trying to paint those blues. Buddy. Yeah, sure. Okay. Right. Who was the first prime minister of Canada? Oh, my God. These are actually questions about Canada. Right. I'm not, not going to know. Um, the first prime minister of Canada, uh, John Cabot. <laughs> no. I Ryan, it's Sir... I just picked like an old name I could remember from history, and I didn't know what he was. So well, maybe Ryan, he was the it's, prime minister of it, Canada. It's Sir John Macdonald. Sir John McDonald. Yes. Okay. So you got to write that down. And by the way, for for bonus maple leaves, Ryan, because that's because <laughs> that's how they. Yeah. You have to get a certain number of maple you leaves. Yeah, you have to get a certain to... amount of maple leaves, buddy. Okay. <laughs> to pass the test. Yeah, I gotta get the maple leaves, buddy. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, Ryan, who was the twelfth Prime Minister of Canada? I don't 
Ryan, this came from Ottawa. This came from the government office. Is this is this really the test? You have to know the 12th. Look, do you see the official seal? You know what? There it is. I can't dispute yeah. that. Yeah. But I'm just saying that seems like a tough question, seeing as for the American citizenship test, we would never ask people what the 12th, who the 12th president was, because nobody would know. Well, Ryan, you know, I'm not here to cast aspersions on your immigration. That's true. But, Maybe uh, our, our, ours is a little more. We always thought that Canada was easier to get into than the United States. You seem to make it very hard with these questions. Uh, I don't know who the 12th pr- prime minister is. Oh, Ryan, buddy. Off to an inauspicious start. Louis Saint Laurent, buddy. Oh, Sounds like, a, sounds like a, a right winger for the. Yeah, gotta know. <laughs> oh, wait. Well, a right winger for hockey. Yeah. Yeah, because this day and age, people can say you're a right winger for something else. Anyway, buddy. All right. 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 You know what gets you immediately disqualified from Canadian entry? Having your cell phone vibrate. Sorry. Sorry. During the middle of your sorry. immigration interview, buddy. Sorry. I will put that okay. on Do Not Disturb. I'm so sorry. They dock in Maple Leafs for that. Oh, well, luckily, I don't have any Maple Leafs to dock. Oh, they go negative. I can't believe these are actual, like, are any of these, am I going to get any of these? Okay, Ryan, how many provinces are there in Canada? Oh, I should know this. Um, I mean, okay, so you got. Well, you got the first word of the Canadian National Anthem, right? Oh. Oh, yeah. Okay, so (laughs) Ontario, that's one. Okay, that's one, buddy. Okay. Um, I'm not even sure if I can name all 50 states. Um, uh, Saskatchewan, or is that a city? You know what? Let's just go with the ones I know, like uh, Nova Scotia. Okay. Uh, uh, Alberta. That's one. Okay. Nailed that one. He's, he's uh, going good so far, folks. Uh, oh, oh, Quebec. Did I pronounce that right? Quebec? Quebec? Yes, you did, my friend. Oh, <laughs> Kevin Quadave is here. How are you? I'm doing all right, Ryan. Uh, are, are you happy that I got your province right? No. Oh, of course. Um, I'm going to go ahead and I guess I think it's like, I'm going to say 13. I think it's 13. You're saying there are 13 provinces, Ryan? That's right. Ryan, that is incorrect. No! How many? There are 10 provinces oh. and three territories. Oh, come on! Ryan. Oh, that's, that is, that, that, oh. <laughs> Ryan, trust me, I love the people of the Northwest Territory, Nunavut, and Yukon as much as the next guy, but they're not provinces yet. <laughs> none of it. None of it. I got. I am having none of it. I, I'm getting none of it right. <laughs> <laughs> wordplay. Okay, actually, wordplay gets you a bonus maple leaf on there. <laughs> Wait, I was on the right track though, because I knew it was thirteen something. I didn't know that, that you know. But then again, okay, yeah, because like we have, you know, we have, we have. Okay, buddy. You, okay. And, yeah, apparently, you've just abandoned that. So we got Ontario, British Columbia, Alberta, Quebec, Saskatchewan, Newfoundland, Newfoundland and Labrador, Nova Scotia, Manitoba, Prince Edward Island, and New Brunswick. Oh, Prince Edward Island, yeah, yeah. Anna Green Gables and all and all that. Oh, okay. I figured that would be a big deal in Canada. Ryan, how many Stanley Cups has the Montreal Canadiens won? There is no way that's a question on the citizenship application. Once again, okay, look I at, see, you're right. I see the seal. I'm sorry. Okay, I'm handing you the paper, Ryan. You're you're, you're inspect it. Yeah, no, it's got the the government seal. And look, there's a there's a picture of a shirtless Justin Trudeau. That's nice. Okay. Oh yeah, you got to be careful. You don't like get hypnotized by it. I'm, I'm, I got a little lost in his. That's happened there. actually about. Unfortunately, nine times that citizens have been hypnotized into doing it, and a person of ill repute just happens to be standing next to them that makes them do some like bad stuff. Oh, sorry. Like makes them rob a jewelry store or something like that, or makes them like buy a six pack of non-Canadian beer. It's it's horrible. (laughs) So what what is the 
what, what was the team we're trying to figure out how many Stanley Cups? The Montreal Canadiens. Oh, they've won a lot. I think they have the most in NHL history. Um, I'm going to say, God, I remember it's like 20-something. I'm going to say 26. Oh, buddy. Sorry. They wish they have. They've only won 24. Oh, no. <laughs> Come on. I mean, there has to be like a three Stanley Cup margin of error. No, this is not Nate Silver, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. How many Stanley Cups have the Maple Leafs won? Oh, not as many as the Canadians. The, the, I mean, the, the Canadians were the high. I'm going to say 13. Wow, buddy, you got a Maple Leaf. Get out of here. Yeah, got wow. one right. Wowee. Are you um, trying to find some sort of uh, applause thing on the soundboard and uh, just, yeah, can't? The, the, you know what happened? I think once that phone call came in, the sound effects board broke. And yeah, now we don't have sound effects. Let me see if we can fix that. Oh. Uh, whoever that person is, a major hoser. Oh, crap. Yeah, no, the sound effects are You down. want to out that person on air right now? Uh, no, I don't. Oh, okay. But they know who they are. But that sucks. Oh, yeah, yeah, so yeah, the sound effects are completely down. Let me see if I can fix that. Okay, buddy. Here we go. Ryan, is Vengeance Falls a Canadian town? Oh, now we're just doing... Wait, you're telling me that questions on the citizenship application are also Canada town or hoser talk? I mean, I may have submitted some of these questions in a national, hey, buddy, why don't you submit some questions for the immigration test, eh? You're actually head of this committee. No, not head. I just, oh, again, yeah. I, I submitted. Oh, oh, all the citizens get to submit? Or? Well, yeah, but I got a lot of time in the cabin, you know, surrounded I'm, by the wolves. I'm just saying, for a country that seemed to want to welcome Americans who are not happy with the election, your, your, your test seems hard. But I think we did Vengeance Falls before, and I think Vengeance Falls was a Canadian town. Hey, but you remember that I asked you that, but yeah. you didn't remember that that was wrong. Oh, no. That was hoser talk. Oh, God, I suck at this. Oh, oh at this point, buddy, I mean, I don't know who's going to let you into their country. Oh, uh, God. I mean, maybe the penguins in Antarctica will let you go, but I mean, hell, th their ice is rapidly shrinking, too. That's true. <laughs> and it will only shrink faster as yeah. going forward. Funnily enough, though, a penguin did actually manage to get these questions right. So, you know. Sidney Crosby. <laughs> oh, Sidney Crosby. <laughs> that's, that's, that's a joke. He was a natural-born Canadian, and he's, he's one of the good ones, buddies. Okay. Ryan. Yeah. How many more of these are left? This, it's, it's, you you want to move to Canada, buddy. I mean, uh, less and less so with each question, but... Okay, Ryan. Is Christopher Plummer a Canadian actor? That, that can't be a question. Ryan, on it's on here. Oh, there I see. It's I under see Canadian it. actor or hoser talk. <laughs> Christopher Plummer? Yeah, I remember the the head of the Von Trapp family. The act in the Sound of Music. Oh, okay. obviously not. I was about to say he wasn't actually the head of the Von because his name wasn't Von Trapp. <laughs> yeah, um, plus it would be pretty obvious that he wasn't Canadian. Uh, I'm gonna say yes. You're saying Christopher Plummer, the Britishy guy, is is a Canadian actor? Yeah, I'm gonna double down on it. Sure, damn straight. Okay, you do get a maple leaf for yeah, that. Yeah, I knew you couldn't talk me off. And it. and you get a bonus maple leaf for seeing through the ruse. <laughs> That's actually part of the thing because if you're Canadian, you gotta be able to see through the ruse. Oh yes, all, all, all Canadians are expert ruse see-throughers. Yeah, you, you can't have ruse-colored glasses on, buddy. <laughs> I can't give you the rim shot, Canada Dave. Our sound effects board is down. I'm who, serious, it's who down. Called? Who called? Why do you keep wanting to ask who called? Well, because I want to make sure the wolves get to him. <laughs> Ryan, is Donald, Sutherland, is Donald Sutherland a Canadian actor, or is that hoser talk? Uh, that's hoser talk. Ryan, Donald Sutherland is from St. John, Canada. Oh, you're right, because Kiefer is also... I should have known that. Okay, buddy. Wait, how about... Quick test. 
Hey, we're back. Okay, okay buddy. How about Anna Paquin? Is that a Canadian actor or hoser talk? Anna Paquin. Yeah, she's Canadian. Oh, wow. You saw yeah. through the ruse again because she's kind of like southern and everything, but she's actually from Winnipeg. Yeah, I knew that one. Speaking or, of Winnipeg. Well, maybe I was just thinking that she was because I'm remembering that movie Fly Away Home and it had like geese in it and I kind of think of Canada when I think of... Oh, geese, buddy. Yeah. Oh, we love geese. Anyway, but yeah, I got that one right. Geese, I just think of home. Ryan, speaking of Winnipeg, Ryan, when did the Jets, the Winnipeg Jets come into being and what league did they form in? Oh, see, that's confusing because... They were in the NHL, and then they were not, and now they're back in again. Okay. So, yeah. like, are you asking, like, when they got back in now or, like, when they first got no, in? No, no, then they first, yeah. Oh, because that's a much harder question. Yeah, when did the team first come into existence? I don't know. Ryan, in 1971, as part of the World Hockey Association, oh, the WHA. Ryan, who was the most hated man in Edmonton? <laughs> um, Is it Wayne Gretzky because he left Edmonton and went to Los Angeles? No. You were on the right track, buddy. Because Wayne Gretzky was traded by Peter Pocklington, Ryan. Oh, Peter Pocklington. For bonus Maple Leafs and like <laughs> a lot of them. Can you tell me who that, that the trade, what that trade was? Edmonton and Los Angeles Kings? Are you saying what the trade was? Yeah. yeah. Like trade of Wayne Gretzky to Los Angeles? Yeah, but give me all the parts of the trade. Oh, go to hell. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was really mean, candidate. <laughs> it's on the form. Uh, you're right. There it is, and and there's shirtless Trudeau again. I don't. I don't know. All I, the only person I know who was in that trade was Wayne Gretzky. Okay, it's Wayne Gretzky, Marty McSorley, Mike Krzyzewski. Of course, Krzyzewski. That guy was good for 15 million dollars of cash. Fit Jimmy Carson, Martin Galinas, uh, and a first round pick in 1989, 91, and 93. Come on, buddy. Every single Canadian knows that. Yeah, just like every single Canadian knows, can name at least two Canadian football league teams. Okay, Ryan. <laughs> is NBA player Rick Fox a Canadian actor or hoser talk? Um, no, he's not Canadian, is he? No. Ryan, he's from Toronto, and he's dipped, oh, his, and he's dipped his toe into acting since retiring. He has. He has, yeah. He's a handsome son of a he guy. He is pretty handsome. He, he, he could give Trudeau a run for his money, hey, buddy. Th- those You Canadians produce a lot of handsome people. <laughs> um, okay, so I think we just got to tally up the scores here. And uh, let's see. Let's add up the Maple Leafs. Let's see. Carry the two. Add the bacon. <laughs> Minus four <laughs> for a fifty-eight forty or fight way back when. Wow, nice. Was it fifty-four forty or fight? Oh, buddy, correcting, oh, correcting the, lo- the yeah. test giver. That's no <laughs> okay. Oh, but oh no. What? I'm sorry, buddy. I don't. You you can't come to Canada. Oh gosh, shoot. Guess I'm gonna have to stay here and fix my own country. It looks like you're gonna have to, buddy. But you got the wolves there, and I will say this: I'm gonna leave you on a positive note. No, okay? thank you. You know. <laughs> the Wolves, when they knocked on the door, Ryan, and we, we're, we, I've told you about the rapidly progressing society of Wolves that is taking place outside, and still I've managed to survive. Uh, Odeon is their leader, Ryan. I know this because he told me. Okay. That he can speak English, Ryan. Oh, wow. They're re- there's Wolves in Canada, really well trained. It's quite horrifying. The planet of the Wolves is coming. Uh, you know, keep your loved ones close. And he said, you know, buddy, Canada. So far, this doesn't sound very positive. There are gray wolves, there are black wolves, there are white wolves, there are all sorts of wolves, buddy. Yeah. But we're all the same, you know? We all bleed the same blood. We all care about each other. We're in this pack together, buddy. Okay? The wolves stick together. Okay? And we are united as one in our uh, attempt to want to eat you, buddy. Oh, well, that's... It was beautiful and horrifying at the same time. That's right. No, but there's, there's some goodness to that. Yeah. Even though we're all going to be killed by the wolves, apparently. Yeah. 
But anyway, buddy, I, I, I hope I was able to make it a little bit happy there. Um, again, you're going to go, oh, you can't even play my music out, apparently. I, oh, yeah, can. All right. Whoever that was. Oh, buddy. Oh, thank you so much, Canada Day, for joining us. Oh, no it's problem, been a man. pleasure. Yeah, I, I, I guess I have to just, by law, check off the fact that you're a hoser here. Oh, uh, sorry about that. That's we'll, we'll, You know, we'll put that certificate up on your wall of achievement. That fact that you're a hoser. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, Canada Dave. Um... <laughs> All right. So uh, that was fun. Yeah. Um, do you want uh, Do you want more feel good? All right. Do you, do you want a time check here? It looks like we're at we're at 20 minutes. You, you want to do one more quick segment? I can do a quick segment. All right. Here we go. Now it's time for Dave's Metal Minute on the Break the Business Podcast. Yeah! That's right. It's time to open up the gates of hell. And I, I got to let you know, folks, it's been a little chilly down there. Not sure why. <laughs> um, so it's good to be here in Miami, Florida, where uh, it's a bit warmer <laughs> currently. Ryan, how you doing, buddy? Um, you know, I'm all right. You know hanging in there oh buddy i i, it's I good heard to see you right I, I heard from my waiting room and uh the blood room it's not the green room it's the blood room of course yeah it is when you're here of course oh yeah yeah i'm sorry about the mess but not really <laughs> does does the tag work okay good sorry who was that bastard that called in the middle right why do you why does everybody want what what all your name names right i don't want to tell you name names the next four years will all be about naming names <laughs> name up I'm forming uh, Dave's unmetal activity. Uh, wait, unmetal uh, Americans activities, activities committee. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so oh, oh, Dave was was cold hell making you a little sick. Is that what happened? I'm choking on locusts. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, you got some metal news for us, Dave. I got some metal news. All right, what you got? Ryan, first bit of news, and I think I gave it to you to have in the metal computer of hell to load up. That's yeah, that's correct. Yeah. Did you ever watch Stranger Things? Uh, no, I did not. What? Ryan. Uh, but my wife I, did. So, my wife loves that show. Okay. We're going to get her here to be the new host of the show. Okay. She's going to write the second edition of Break the Business. I, I think she could do it. She could? No, she, she just finished a dissertation. She's a very good writer. Oh, yeah. Well, smarter than you. Oh, without a doubt. The wall of achievement should just be her stuff, not yours. I mean, that would seem appropriate. I yeah. do like that uh, candidate on the way out already hung up the hoser. Certificate though. Oh wow, that was. Did fast. you not even notice I, that? Wow, he, geez, he's quick. Oh yeah, those Canadians are, are nimble creatures. Oh yeah. Anyway, well, he's got to be nimble to keep away from the wolves. All right. <laughs> yes, of course. Anyway, right, buddy. So. Uh, I noticed there was a metal version of the Stranger Thing Stranger Things theme song. Yeah. Play it. Oh yeah, it's metal, right? Oh wow. Yeah! I mean, because I am familiar with the Stranger Themes things. Why do I keep calling it Stranger Themes? Anyway, Stranger Things song. But I like this version. Yeah. It's a great version, Ryan! Yeah. It's metal! Ryan, the Demogorgon is coming for you to feast on your flesh. Like poor Barb. Oh, Barb. Why, Barb, did you have to go? Spoiler uh, alert. I have to oh, I just noticed this. Uh, I think the guy who did this song, so we should credit this. This is Little V. Little V. Uh, this is on YouTube. 
Uh, he's a Canadian, I think, because he's got a Canadian guitar strap. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wait, wait, hold on a second. I'm noticing these Canadian immigration forms left behind. Yeah. Is that... Wait, you know what? If he would have progressed further, that was level two for getting oh. bonus Maple Leafs. Oh, there you go. Um, but yeah, that does. that's a pretty awesome theme. Yeah, um, that was pretty cool. Maybe the uh, whatever the hell brothers, the Smucker brothers, the Smothers brothers, no, the uh, whatever the... the the Druthers Brothers, the Duffer Brothers, Duffer Brothers. What are you talking about? Those are the people that made Stranger Things. Oh, okay. Fun fact about Stranger Things: Smothers <laughs> Brothers. Yes, like that 1950s comedy duo. They totally made Stranger Things. 60s, 60s. Oh well. Yeah. They did the 70s. <laughs> That's an important correction. And they did some old Navy commercials Sorry, let's try in the it. 90s. Ah! All right. You spoke after I said silence. I'm so sorry, Metal Dave. <laughs> Speaking. Right. Next bit of news. This new studio configuration is throwing off Metal Dave. I'm so sorry, Metal Dave. Ryan, System of a Down is going to be recording a new album. I did hear about that. That's exciting. It's been 10 years since a System of a Down album, Ryan, since they've gone on this hiatus. They are going to be back and release something next year. Are you psyched, Ryan? I am super psyched. It's been way too long. I mean, it was last, like, I mean, it was high school for us. I mean, yeah. I got, a kid got in trouble for playing Chop Suey in the morning announcements. And you're at your school? Yes, at my Catholic school. Of course, Metal Dave, Catholic school. <laughs> Talking about my self righteous suicide. <laughs> Good song. Great song. That's a great song. Right? Yeah. Okay. That was good. System of a Down. And yeah. also, by the way, buddy, last time they were uh, they were around, they had a lot of great protest and anti-war songs, right? Mm -hmm, yeah. We here at Dave's Metal Minute are thinking they're going to be ripe with creativity coming up uh, for this next album, considering the way the world is going. Yeah, a lot of source material. Yeah. This is going to be a fucking awesome album, Ryan. Could not agree more. I'm excited for it. Speaking of which, of awesome albums. Ryan. Yes. November 18th, five days away. Metallica, hardwired to self-destruct. It's coming out. It's not a day's metal minute unless we get at least one piece of Metallica news. So, And then hopefully, Ryan, the new tour will be announced uh, very soon. And... Uh, Metal Dave will be hitting the road with all of his metal comrades, folks all over the country, also up in Canada, and we are going to just follow Metallica around. That's awesome, buddy. I mean, aren't they aren't they kind of like performing now? Like they're aren't they? They're not on tour because you just saw them on tour. That well, that show in Minneapolis is a one-off. Oh, okay. Now they have started touring in Central South America and introduced some European dates, but you know. Dave Metal Dave's not made of money. You know, one of the most underrated things about the Metal Minute bit is when Metal Dave is just explaining something, like, and just has to talk quickly, but he's still keeping, he's still doing the metal voice. It's like, actually, it was just a one-off show, and it's just like, that's, that makes me laugh every time. Uh-oh. What? Did what? I, oh, no. Why did I do that? Did you just try to do a Metal Dave voice, Ryan? Oh, God. I'm so sorry. <laughs> you are not Metal Ryan. No, definitely not. I'm just regular Ryan. You can be if you go to a show with me. A metal show? Yes. And get in the pit and make someone bleed. That sounds... I mean, you know, 
Can't I just like give him a little Indian burn or something? Like that sounds. Uh, no, no, not to make him bleed. Have to draw blood. Yes. Finally, right. I'm going to leave you because we're gonna we're up against it. We're 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 all over time. Yeah. We're we're yeah we're we're way up against it. All right. I, I the, Satan's calling me right now. We got sure. a, we yeah. got a shuffleboard appointment. All right. Of course. <laughs> okay, buddy. <laughs> One Spanish moss sirens, really awesome. Really? Yeah. I didn't think you'd be a fan of of a of a swamp folk album. The Crickets. Wow, that's a ringing endorsement from you, Metal Dave. Yeah, we got to metal up that the, the, the versions of those songs. Anyway, buddy, I'm going to leave you with uh, the last stanza from Black Sabbath's Children of the Grave. Okay. So you children of the world, listen to what I say. If you want a better place to live in, spread the word today. Show the world that love is still alive. You must be brave. Or you children of today are children of the grave. Wow. That's an unusual amount of poignancy to close out this segment. Usually we just do a funny bit at the end, but this is pretty, that's tremendous. Well, it's an unprecedented time, buddy. Thank you so much. Oh. We really need to come up with an outro for that. Yeah, yeah. All right, well. Is that good? You feel I I that was this is gonna be a long episode, but long and good. Thank you to Metal Dave. Thank you to Canada Dave. Sorry I did not pass the citizenship test. Yeah, you're stuck here. Our buddy. thanks to the crickets. Get a copy of Spanish Moss Sirens. And thanks to, of course, you, regular Dave, for yeah. being awesome as always. Thank you, buddy. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to the Break the Business Podcast.